What's up, podcast? I want to thank you for tuning in to the first ever episode of Married to My Writing. My name is Jasmine Wonders. I am one of your hosts, along with RJ Rome. I'm so excited to have been able to sit down with RJ and record this first episode. It was a long time coming. We touch on topics that we've never actually discussed before, even though we speak often. So if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe and leave us a comment on social letting us know what you thought. Now, to the episode. Have you been able to write during this time? I have been writing. Probably not as much as I was hoping that I would be able to write. But the stuff that I am writing, I think, is quality stuff. So I think that's what's important. Interesting. How do you balance all of that? Work, family, writing, all of that? It's definitely a struggle. It's not easy. And unfortunately, writing kind of bears the brunt of that because it is kind of my hobby. So... Obviously, my kids and my husband have to come first, and obviously I have to work to pay the bills. So at the end of the day, whatever time left is for writing, and I wish it was different, but I'm always thinking during the day anyway of what I'm writing, and sometimes during the day I I will get to jot down ideas or type some stuff up. So it's not a complete, like, it's pushed to the wayside kind of thing, but it is difficult to manage and get everything done. Where do you find this extra time? Because I would imagine, you know, having the kids there with you, they always want your attention, you said. They definitely do. But Mm -hmm. I think, especially my older child, like, she gets it now a little bit more. And I've seen her taking an interest in wanting to write things. So hopefully I'm inspiring her to take on a hobby like I did. Right. During this time, do you think you get more ideas for writing? Or you just stick to what you've already been working on? Well, it's kind of funny that you say that because the last couple of days, a story I had come up with or the idea for a story I had come up with a a while back has been like just nonstop in my mind. And I even woke up this morning thinking about it. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's because of being home more and having opportunity to think more. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just, it's supposed to happen now kind of thing. Do you think you'll be able to sit down and actually get to write these ideas out? I wrote down a little bit yesterday. I just, I don't believe in like plotting out a whole story, Mm -hmm. but I did write down yesterday a little bit of kind of what I want to happen, beginning, middle, and end. Uh, I don't really know where the end winds up. That was kind of the hard part for me to to jot down, but I, I just didn't want to lose the ideas that are coming to me, and I'm kind of writing something else right now, so... I don't really want to stop. Right, right. So I'm not going to ask the question, like, how you got into writing, but I am going to give a variation of that. I know the part I played in that, but I want to know, it wasn't that difficult to get you to start, so I want to know what it was that made you think, like, okay, this is a great idea, let me try. Well, after the role you played in it, (laughs) you were pretty much the reason I thought back because I I fought with myself over whether I could actually write something because I'm a reader I love reading Mm -hmm. and I can just binge read for like hours and hours and when I thought could I do that I fought with myself 
because I didn't think I could. Mm-hmm. But then I thought back to when I was in college and my favorite classes, they were always the literature classes and right. creative writing classes. Right. And if somebody had said to me, then you should be doing this or you're good at this. I think it would have completely changed my perspective on a career and I probably would have started a lot sooner. But then when I was going through college, nobody thought you could make a living on self-publishing and writing. (laughs) I agree with that because I started with English and I was like, oh, you know, I like to write. I'm going to do this. And then everybody was like, well, how do you make money? It was kind of like art right. back then. It was like, oh, yeah, I do graphic design. And people were like, well, how do you make money off of that? Exactly. But now it's and so big. I, if, if I had come home and told my parents I was going to major in English, I, I just <laughs> it was a funny conversation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see, I told my parents, but it came off as like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start with just English and then I'm going to go into teaching and they were like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's a sensible career, you know? Yeah, see, I knew I didn't want to be a teacher, so. <laughs> I think I was going to try to do it, you know, and see if it worked for me. Because people were like, oh, you're so good with kids. Because, I, you know, I did a lot of camps, and you know, for sports and helped coach a little bit. And kids were drawn to me. So everybody's like, you're going to be so great with kids. Like, this is perfect for you, teaching. But... You know, after speaking to people who do it, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't. Let's talk about fame for a second. That's that's my my story. I I love that story. (laughs) What was the inspiration behind the story? Well, I grew up in the 90s when boy bands were obviously very, very popular. And I wasn't really so much into the boy band, Mm -hmm. but um, I do have a favorite band, which I'm not going to say because I always get relentless torture (laughs) for saying it but obviously you know that was a big part of my life and liking their music Mm -hmm. and over the years I've had a recurring dream about a pop star and a rock star and it wasn't until January 2019 that I just woke up and I just was like I have to write this story down this would be a great story and again it was the same thing like I just woke up from a dream and I started writing furiously, it kind of just came together. And I wrote the whole book in like two and a half months. Mm-hmm. Pretty quick, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not for some people, but definitely for me. For, for somebody with kids, two kids <laughs> and a husband, I think that it was <laughs> pretty quick. Right. Now, you chose the route of self-publishing, right? Mm-hmm. I would assume that's maybe in some people's eyes the harder route. What made you go that way? 2018 was a hard year for me. Mm-hmm. I um, I was working on another story. And, you know, when you put yourself into these stories, it takes, you know, it's part of your soul. Mm-hmm. So when you hear bad feedback, it's heart-wrenching. For sure. Because, you know, you're getting feedback from a lot of different outlets. And people are telling you it's good. Some people are telling you eh, it needs work. But when you hear from, like, a professional that your story doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to you maybe, but it makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be in a position where I couldn't write what I wanted to write Mm -hmm. and writing what comes from my heart. What feels right to me is important. Right. And I just didn't want to have to change for a publisher or an editor. And 
that story still hasn't been released because I want to go, I decided I was going to scrap it, put it on the back burner mm-hmm. and work on it when I had a, a clear mind. Right. But when I looked into self-publishing, it just seemed so daunting that mm-hmm. even that scared me away. But then, like I said, fame came and I was like, I'm going to do this. I don't want any professional opinion. And it was, it's a really hard road to learn right. self-publishing because so many other people are doing it. Right. Was it what you thought it would be or not at all? Okay. I have to tell you, like you think that because there's so many other indie authors out there that they don't want to help you and they will just tear you up. And I'm sure that I will come across that at some point. But so far, my journey, like especially on Instagram and Twitter and meeting all these other indie authors, they're welcoming, Mm -hmm. they're helpful. And I've been in the position where I've asked questions and they actually like give you good help and advice. Right. And I really hope that that continues because we're taking over the publishing industry. Mm -hmm. I think that's the goal. It definitely probably makes some people think. Right. How has social media, like, because I know you and I were never really into it that much, but now I no. see I see how you've transitioned with that a little bit. How has, you know, meeting or speaking to some of these people helped? It's still a struggle for me. It's mm-hmm. honestly a chore because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very shy. Right. So to put myself out there, I've definitely grown with it, but I'm not fully there yet. Right. It's definitely difficult. You know, and I see what other people are doing. And I'm like, oh, that's such a good idea. Why didn't I think of that? But like I said, I just, I'm a little standoffish with the social media because it's not something that I do in my personal life. So it's hard to do it from my writer side. Right. What do you think, or at least in your opinion, what are some of the biggest challenges to this whole process? Is there anything you learned about yourself? Is there anything you would do differently? Well, social media is definitely a challenge. Okay. Um, I know that it's a strong suit for other people. Mm-hmm. Another challenge, let's say, finding time. Mm, okay. I can editing. imagine. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a one-man band over here. You know, I have beta readers and I have my family and my friends that mm-hmm. help me out. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you're editing, you're doing everything from start to finish. Right. It's definitely challenging. I haven't gotten to the point where I want to say, I'm not going to do this anymore. Okay, well, I that's mean, always good. Sometimes I have days where I feel like I can't do it anymore, but I wake up the next morning and I'm like, that was silly, temper tantrum, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to keep going. What do, you, what do you do in those times when you're, you know, maybe you've had a rough time writing or you're trying to figure out how to make this entire process work? How do you well, bounce back from that? For me, obviously, I vent a lot, and I know you know who I vent to. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's important to take a step back, Mm -hmm. and especially if you're frustrated with what you're writing, take a break. There's a story that I wanted to release last year. Mm -hmm. It was a Christmas story. Right. And I wrote all summer, and it just wasn't going in the direction that I wanted it to go. And I've just stepped aside from it. It's like, it's still on my mind. I still think about it. But, you know, I take a step back and I write something else. Right. And, you know, I'll come back to that story, hopefully, when the time is right. 
I don't think any story ever goes anywhere, especially if you actually put some time into it. So you mentioned beta readers before. What has the experience been like with that? I think it's been very positive. Um, um, there's, you know, the first, when I put fame out, I, I was like, how do you get a beta reader? Like, I never even really heard that <laughs> term. Like, and I had been on an ARC team for a couple other authors, mm-hmm. and I had to learn what that meant. And, you know, when I was looking for people and asking, people are very standoffish. I don't think people, people are busy. Mm-hmm. So I just would go on Instagram and I would just message people and not everybody responds and the people that do respond they're really into it they love it right so I've kind of found a few people that are just super awesome to work with the problem with beta reading is you have to make sure that you give them enough time to read Mm -hmm. so if you're looking for quick turnaround time it doesn't always happen that way right so it's just it's a big effort of coordination and putting yourself out there and asking people to help you. And then you have to be okay with what they respond because it's their opinion. Right. And sometimes it's hard to hear their opinion. It's like, at the end of the day, I don't know that I would change the story unless they, they told me something major. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten some comments, like on theme, people said certain things didn't make sense or they would have done things differently. But... At the end of the day, if it feels right to me, I just, I obviously value their critique, Mm -hmm. but I have to do what's right for the story. Right, for sure. How do you deal with that criticism when it comes? I'm human, so it hurts. Mm -hmm. It's like something you've worked on for hours and weeks and months, and one comment you read, even in the reviews, it's challenging to hear, but I think when I'm writing new stuff, I keep those comments in the back of my head of what people are looking for, what didn't they like. Right. And I don't change what I want to write, but it's just, I think it makes me better at the end of the day. Right. But it still hurts to read negative or constructive criticism sometimes. For sure. I think that's the thing for anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. anything that you put your heart and soul into and then somebody says one bad thing or something you didn't anticipate hearing and it just changes the way you look at things yep and I'm a pretty sensitive person to begin with very emotional so right I almost want to like say I want to stop reading comments but (laughs) you know obviously you get good you get bad and you just have to kind of deal with it for sure one thing I've always been interested in is how people choose the names for their characters (laughs) <laughs> so how, how for, let's go, let's go with fame for now. How did you choose the names? What was that process like? Was it simple? Was it hard? Give me some details. For fame, it was easy. I don't know why it was easy. It was just two names I had in my head for a long time. Okay. Um, other stories that I've written, it, <laughs> I feel like it depends on the story. Sometimes it comes really easily and sometimes I have to like, Google, because I don't like to choose popular <laughs> names. Right. And then I, I also read a lot, so I don't want to use, like, a repetitive name, like, that comes up in, like, a really well-known published author's book. Okay. Because I don't want people to compare the characters. So sometimes it's challenging, and sometimes it comes really easy. And right. I really don't know how to explain how I come up with them. I just, 
I think about who the character is and how a name would fit that person. Okay. Do you come up with, like, the concept for the story first, or do the names come prior to that? Definitely come up with the concept first. Okay. Um, like, the, the story that I'm kind of, I can't stop thinking about, I don't have character names for that, but I have exactly, like, what I think is going to happen in my head. Okay. Um, but neither character, neither main character have a name right now. But you don't have, you, you know what these characters look like, what they sound like, what they feel like. I don't really know what they look like okay. or what I don't really have a general sense of them. Right. The plot right now just kind of when I start thinking about a story that I want to write, it kind of plays out in my head like a video, like a movie. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see general things. I don't have a good sense yet of who the characters are. And it's kind of like I'm at a point right now where like I am working on something else and I don't want to get the characters mixed up. Right. So I'm trying not to think too much into the characters right now. I understand. You and I talk about this all the time. Writer's block has always seemed to be mm-hmm. a big thing in writing. I know you don't like to call it that. You have a very unique perspective on it, so I, I wanted you to share it. Well, it's funny, because in the beginning, when I first started writing, and I would get stuck, I'd be like, oh, this is what everyone's saying. This is writer's block. But... <laughs> Then I realized I was using that as a crutch to not write. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm just stuck. In my mind, it's just blocked. Like, right. I can't I can't write. Right. So I do not like to call it writer's block. Okay. Um, my take on it is that you can write anything. Maybe you can't write at that particular moment, that particular pot, part of the plot. But if you take another idea and just start going with it, you can write. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where the idea for one-liners came because I think it would help people to know, yes, you're stuck in whatever you're writing now, but maybe write something just for fun Mm -hmm. and just get your mind going. And maybe the idea will come back to you, you know, and you can go back to writing what you got stuck on. Right. Yeah. I mean, this whole concept of one-liners was something you came to me with and, you know, I, I, I liked the idea, of course, but I think when you're someone who's always stuck in your head, it's mm-hmm. definitely something that helps. And I don't think I realized it until we started doing it. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about one-liners and does it help you any? It's funny because I was thinking this morning, um, the one-liner that we did a couple of weeks ago, it was the Land in Miami one. Mm-hmm. And I had done, and it's, it is difficult. It, it is intimidating before you start. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I, I have this line and I've, I have no idea what I'm going to write, but you just like, okay, I'm just going to sit down and write anything, anything that comes to mind. Right. It doesn't matter. You're not publishing this. This is it. This is just for fun. <laughs> so I was like, that was, a, I really liked what I wrote on that one liner. Okay. And I was like, I could see me working this into a story. And so I'm, I am actually thinking about going back and adding that into one of the stories I've, I've already written okay. or uh, set to write. Okay. And, that's the great thing about it. Like it sparked an idea right. that I can use at a later time or maybe just use bits and pieces of it. it. Was this your way of, in a sense, dealing with writer's block and maybe helping other people with that? I think so. I think especially now with everything going on, I, I've seen a lot on Instagram. A lot of my writer friends have had issues writing because it's distracting. And mm-hmm. if, especially if you're watching the news, and it's hard to get into that 
good place where you could write happy things when so many bad things are happening. Right. And I really hope that more people just try and try the one-liner because writing is just an intimidating process to begin with. But if you just take a little line and just try and write a paragraph, even if you wrote three sentences, right? I think you would see like you're not blocked because you are able to write something. Maybe it's not what you had in mind, but you, you can definitely get past where you're struggling with your plot. I, I think my favorite thing about it is the fact that I can sit down for like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. look at the line, and then just start going. I, I think about nothing else during that time, right. no other story, nothing going on in my personal life, nothing. It's nice. Because there's no pressure. It's no pressure to build a whole plot out of it. It's just right. a writing prompt. Right. It's basically what comes to your mind in that moment, and you just go with it. Yep. And it could be terrible. It could right. be great. It could be happy, sad. It doesn't matter. It's just the fact that you're writing. Right. I also think that, like, people who kind of like us are on the perfectionist side. So when you Mm -hmm. write something like that and you know you're recording yourself, you don't want to make mistakes. You don't want to spell things incorrectly. And I I found myself, like, at a certain point just saying, you know what, I'm not going to worry about it. If I spell it wrong, it's fine because it's not, you know, this is not a story. This is just... (laughs) I do, too. I think it's a lot of fun, and I hope more people will will join us. Right. I think it's more fun, too, because we actually use songs or movies or, you know, different things, too, instead of just random lines. Right. I I definitely like it better for that fact. So this question I'm I'm sure you knew I was going to ask, or possibly... You know I handwrite everything. I still do. I know it's mm-hmm. not common, but there is something that is essential to me writing. If I don't have, I'm not going to write, and that is a specific pen. I should probably have stock in this pen because <laughs> I have so many of them. Is there anything to you that you just must have in order to write? So. Before I get into my answer, I just want to tell you, you'd be proud of me because I did handwrite yesterday, which you know I, I very rarely do that. I know. <laughs> um, but my sister had given me a fancy notebook and pen for okay. my birthday. Okay. So I felt like it's just been sitting here. I should use it. Nice. But, <laughs> so the first thing I ever wrote was in a notebook. Mm-hmm. And I found it like a really difficult process to handwrite it and then go back and type it. Right. It just seems very daunting because right. it felt like I was doing it three times over. <laughs> um, so for me, I have to have my phone. Okay. Um, I will write something in notes, mm-hmm. and um, I use the writing software Scrivener. So I actually have the phone app mm-hmm. um, with me at all times because I don't obviously have time to sit on my laptop and, and type most of the time. So I definitely have to have my phone. I guess that's my answer because if I didn't have my phone, like, I don't know. (laughs) It's it's definitely the place where a lot of my ideas are. What happens if you don't have your phone? (laughs) Are you like struggling to like, Oh my God, like, where do I write this? Like, what do I do with this? Unfortunately, I'm like the worst with that. I'll be like, Oh, I'll remember this later. And sometimes (laughs) I I don't have it later. Like, right. I don't remember what I was going to put in my phone. Right. So I've, I'm trying to get in the habit of when I do that, I want to write it in my notes right. on my phone. Have, yeah. you ever, have you ever tried? Now, I do this sometimes. Obviously, this these recordings never see the light of day. 
But if I'm, since I don't have like a, a pen and paper on my bed or anything, I do have my phone and sometimes I will type it out in notes. But one thing I will do is record it kind of like we're recording this audio now. Have you ever considered that idea? I haven't because for so long I've been so against like hearing myself. <laughs> and I mean, it's, I'm not opposed to it. I think I'm getting more comfortable with hearing myself. So um, I could definitely see myself doing like a, a voice memo right. in, the, in the future, but... I mean, it's definitely easier, I will say. It takes a couple of seconds to, like, just speak your thought and then go back to it later. If you want to write it and type it, right. however you want to do it, you can... It would definitely make it easier, and I wouldn't forget things, that's for sure. <laughs> for sure. Now, I, you know, obviously, I know you have a bunch of things coming up. Let's talk about it. Is there anything mm. you can tease? Anything? Do we know <sighs> when it's coming out? So I started a story in the beginning of the year, and I said it was going to be my Valentine's Day serial story. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to get on Wattpad and ink it and put out weekly mm -hmm. or every couple of days. And as you know, that didn't happen. Right. Um, life happens, and unfortunately, I'm, I'm still writing that because I really like the characters and I really like the storyline. Okay. So I'm still putting that out chapter by chapter. Obviously, it's past Valentine's Day, so <laughs> right. I'm... I'm struggling time-wise, but that was because I was also working on um, a story that's going to be in an anthology with a bunch of other authors, mm -hmm. um, and that kind of had to take priority at some point in time. So I'm excited about that story. It is a summer-themed story. Mm -hmm. The beta readers gave me great feedback Okay, it's great. so far, Right. so um, I'm definitely excited about it, and I'm considering adding on to those the characters in that story with like a mini series so we'll see where that goes okay um don't know if i'll have time to get to that this year i'm also working on a counterpart to fame which okay. has through different characters point of view so it's getting it right um chronologically time-wise right it's been a struggle for me and like i said when i feel like i don't know where the story's going i kind of put it to the side Right. So that I was hoping to get that done this year. Right. Um, the story that I woke up thinking about the last couple of days, I don't know where that will go. So that could always jump in front of some other story. Right. <laughs> and yeah, like there's just a lot of things coming to me. So that's, I can't complain. But like I said earlier, when you're self-published and you're doing most everything by yourself, it takes so much time. So I'm hoping to get uh, I would say at least three more stories out this year. Okay. So, that might be pretty lofty a goal, but <laughs> that's, that's my goal for right now. So the Valentine's Day story, I'm assuming there'll be some time before that's ever released? Um, I'm toying with the idea of just leaving it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've posted, I think, six chapters, okay. five or six chapters on Wattpad. So I don't, I'm torn with, do I leave it there and then publish it so people can buy it on Amazon? Right. Or do I just release the whole book and say six months from now it'll be for sale? Right. Fully edited. Because, you know, I'm self-editing those chapters as I put them out. Of course. Um, I think some of them are going to need a little deeper look into things to actually, like, publish, publish it. Right. But um, it is a good story. So I definitely think, you know, I want to make it available on each platform. I know probably a lot of people don't have Wattpad or Inkit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is also available on my website if anyone's interested. Okay. Now, I just want to touch on something before I go, you know, on to the next story. But you, you mentioned editing just there. What is that process like for you, editing a story you've written yourself? Oh, I, I definitely agree that you shouldn't self-edit your stuff because your mind tricks you because you know what you wanted to write. Right. And your mind sees it how you wanted it to be and not necessarily how it is. Right. I read theme like 50 times <laughs> and even now I'll pick it up and I'll be like, wow, I can't believe I missed that. I think for me, the best thing to do is like, I don't just write it all and then go back and read it all. I, I like, I'll write a chapter and then go back and read that chapter again mm-hmm. and fix it up to where I think it's good to be like a final draft right. per se. Right. And then I go you know, once I'm done, I'll reread the whole book and um, really fine-tune it and see how it sounds. Like, sometimes I'll even read it aloud mm-hmm. so that I can I can hear better how it should sound, like right. if, if there was actual dialogue between two people. Okay, that's interesting. I don't like typically editing anything I've written mm. because, like you said, you know how it's supposed to sound, even if I read it out loud, I read it the way it's or the way I intended it to sound, but not right. the way it actually sounds. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. <laughs> That's why if I'm going to like edit something or if I need something edited, I would just ask somebody else. Right. Somebody that knows nothing about what I've written or even you cuz you don't really know much of what I've, you know, what I write until after it's already written. So I usually go in that direction with it. Let's jump back into the summer story, summer theme story. When can people expect that? Well, it's supposed to be released June 2020. And with everything going on, I I hope that that's still a firm date. Mm -hmm. If not, my plan would be to pull out of the anthology and publish it on my own because it's a great story. I don't want to give too many details. Right. But it's contemporary romance. Okay. got its happy ever after and obviously it takes place during summer so hopefully what's going on in the world will be past us by that and people can sit down and enjoy a good summer read I learned what an anthology was through you maybe for some people who don't know what that is can you just kind of explain it a little yep sure and it's definitely um, new to me as well because I've never thought I'd be included in a project like this but Mm -hmm. it's just a group of authors and there's um parameters set so this one was summer themed Mm -hmm. and uh they anybody who was interested they got broken up into groups so like science fiction or romance contemporary romance erotic romance it was just broken down into smaller groups Mm -hmm. and it's just a 17,000 word story so it's a novella and each author will be bunched together in a book so You'll get to meet new people um, or some favorites if you if you know any of the authors, mm-hmm. and it gives you the chance to like meet a new author and read their work, and it's all you know published together. How did you get into this? Like, did someone come to you with this? Did you find it yourself? Like I said, the writing community and indie authors they form such a, a bond and a group, and it's just such a nice community, mm-hmm. and somebody throws an idea out and then a bunch of people jump on. And for me, it's always like a scary 
endeavor to jump on something I've never done before, but I said, no, I'm going to commit to this. Mm-hmm. And it's been a really good process so far. I know some people have dropped off the anthology, but life happens. So for me, I think I work better under deadlines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I knew I had to finish it by a certain date, so I did. It, it just worked for me. Right. Do you work better with these kind of deadlines? I don't know if it gives me more pressure or it does help, but okay. I'm going to say it does help. The pressure was definitely there, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was easy to do because of the parameters that they were looking for. Right. Um, you know, when they tell you, oh, you have, it's summer theme and if it can only be this many words, you either have the idea or you don't. Right. You can either do it or you, you can't. Okay. Interesting. The last thing you mentioned there was uh, the next part of fame from a different character's perspective. Now, I'm excited about that because, you know, mm-hmm. I enjoyed reading fame. So what made you want to, you know, write the second part to it? Did other people tell you? How did that come about? Everybody that's read the book said the supporting characters were amazing. Mm-hmm. And even when I was writing it, I wanted to know why something happened with another character, like what was, ha- what was happening behind the scenes when that person was not around. And I think I just wanted to get more answers of the story to piece it together a little bit more. The difficult part was seeing this a flashback and the future or the present day. Mm-hmm. So now I have to go back and weave in all those moments of time mm-hmm. with the current perspective of the story so it's it's a challenging idea but Mm -hmm. it's something I'm definitely going to continue exploring because Mm -hmm. it's one thing when a story has great main characters but it's overwhelming to hear when people love your supporting characters as well so I feel like I definitely want to explore those characters more and I loved the characters right so I'm not ready to let them go yet that's that's amazing. I definitely mm-hmm. do think Fame was a very good first book to put out. It's, it's pressure, though. It sets the bar. It's like, okay, is, was that all I have in me? Like, can I write something that I feel is just as good? See, I don't know if I look at it as it sets the bar. Because I think over time you get better as a writer. The first book that's may not hoping. always be the best one, you know? But this <laughs> one was pretty good. So I know it probably feels like pressure now to like repeat that if not make it better but I do think because you get better and you evolve and because you read a lot I definitely think that helps it does and it's not like it's the first thing that I ever put on paper right um like I said that first story that I ever wrote is still sitting on my laptop right it hasn't gone anywhere and like I'm just appreciative that I was able to do what I did with fame right it it was a good story, a lot of ups and downs, very dramatic. But I think a lot of people could relate to the ups and downs in their life right. with that book. And it, it, for me, it's always easier to write the tragedy part of it and get them to the happy ending. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know, in life, not everything is pleasant. It's not just a happy day every day. For sure. There's a lot of struggles. So I like to write about those people right. struggling. Is this why you write in part? Is this like a therapeutic thing? I definitely think it it is. It's definitely therapeutic. And maybe it's not even about 
like they say writers impart parts of themselves into their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know that it's all parts of my story, my personal story, mm-hmm. but maybe things I've heard or other people I know, I don't want to like say I put them as a character wholly into a book, but like maybe bits and pieces of like a struggle that I've seen a friend go through mm-hmm. or, you know, some, some story I hear on the news that's really like a heart-wrenching story. Right. Just regular, normal things that people struggle with, like addiction, and that's a, a mean theme in theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a real issue, real-life issue that a lot of people struggle with. And I, I just wanted to show people that you can overcome it. Like, you have to set your mind to do it, but you can overcome it. And it, it's still a struggle. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just wanted people to be able to relate to the characters. Yeah, you just you just mentioned, obviously, addiction being a main theme in that story. Is mm-hmm. this based on a personal struggle or based on people you know? It wasn't really based on anyone that I know, per se. Okay. Um, it's not my story. Okay. But I, I know people that have struggled with addiction. Mm-hmm. And I tried to think of it from a Hollywood perspective. Okay. Uh, these are celebrities. Right, and, for sure. you know, like the Britney Spears of the world and the Demi Lovatos of the world, the pressures that, that are put upon them in this Hollywood lifestyle and just how much can one person take. That's really what, what led me to Jenna's story. Right. It's like we we love these celebrities so much that we just put so much pressure on them till they break, and that's really what the story is about. It's just a person breaking that they can't take anymore. Right. I I find it interesting that you put that into words, maybe for other people who are experiencing it, and people get to see it from someone else's perspective. So, right. I mean, obviously. You're not, you're not Britney was, Spears or Demi Lovato, but I'm pretty straight edge. Mm-hmm. My friends know me. I don't, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, and to write from the perspective of an addict was very difficult, right. but it was something that I was passionate about. So I hope I did the story justice. Yeah, I mean, Just, you, you and I are the very same with that. You know, kind of. I don't know if straight edge, but like, definitely don't drink, don't smoke, you know, just personal choices we made for ourselves. But I have witnessed, just like you, people who do struggle with addiction and that kind of thing. It is And it's it difficult is to go through as an outsider, mm-hmm. let alone be the person who's dealing with it. For it's sure. difficult to watch people suffer through that. For sure. Of course. Well, I'm glad we finally got to record this episode it took took only forever but we finally we finally got to sit down and do it I know your kids are probably losing their minds right now because you're not there and you just you 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 literally took away an hour of their lives being absent I'm sure they'll they'll understand when they're older (laughs) when they want nothing to do with me oh no (laughs) if you've made it this far You survived our first episode of Married to My Writing. We had so much fun making this episode, and we hope that we get to make many more and that you'll join us along our journey. Stay tuned for our next episode when we interview indie author Matilda Martell and find out all of her writing secrets.
Until next time. 